Hey, welcome back. It's the host, Zach Lyman of the Zach Lyman Podcast. It's me. I'm here. Your best friend, your buddy, your roommate. This is Zach Lyman Podcast. I already said that part. And hey, I'm just excited uh, because this is definitely not my sixth take of a intro for this episode. But uh, today's episode, that's right, today's episode, because we're doing episodes Monday through Friday every single day this week, and it's going to hold together, and we're going to keep doing it all the way until next week, and maybe the week after. We'll see. I, I'm just excited. Wow, I've made it 30 seconds in, and I haven't messed up yet, so this is strong. This is a strong intro, and uh, today's episode is my friend Taylor, who I met because of Coffee Fest, and uh, if you don't know that about me yet, if you're a new listener, I go to Coffee Fest, I love it, I go about four times a year, and I met my friend Taylor there years ago, and uh, we go to all of them together, he's a great guy, but I want to talk coffee with him, I want to talk music with him, and I want to talk about his day job, because he also works in coffee, but in a unique way, because he works at a software company that involves coffee. What? Crazy. Uh, but I'm not going to waste any more of your time. Thank you so much for coming back to the Zach Lyman Podcast. Did you check out that new logo? Did you see it? Did you see the new website, ZachLymanPodcast.com? Or the new logo that just said Zach Lyman Podcast with a red color in the background? Some people are like, I think it's too simple. And I'm like, I think it's the perfect amount of simple. Let's get into this episode with my friend, Taylor. Yeah. Um, Taylor, if you want to introduce yourself and maybe like say what you do musically, life-wise. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my name is Taylor Wallace. I uh, work for a software company in the specialty coffee industry and I help coffee roasteries make their businesses a little bit more uh, streamlined, successful, efficient, consistent, those sort of things. And then if I'm not uh, doing that, I'm making music and I just, yeah, producing music is is definitely what uh, keeps my hours busy if I'm not working with people on coffee. So that's yeah, that's me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've known each other. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Four years. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Has it been that long? Something yeah. Like that? Yeah. Something. Um, yeah. Few, it's yeah. been a while, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we met each other at coffee fest, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, yep. yeah. And, uh, man, pals ever since. That's Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I've been nothing but blessed by our friendship for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Hanging out at coffee fest. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, no matter what I've been in those years, no matter what I was doing in my life, mm -hmm. uh, I knew for sure that at some point I would see you in a random city. Yeah. We would, uh, we would at least get dinner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm positive. I've, I'm pretty sure I've probably slept in your Airbnb before. And yeah. I'm very oh, positive. No. That's I know. I, yeah, no, no, no. Like recently. That was recently. That was not that long ago. In Tacoma, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was, was it? Tacoma. Was it? Uh, I think it was in. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. That was Tacoma because Tacoma. the Airbnb that you so i'm so thankful that you let me stay in uh, but it was down the street from a pho restaurant and yep. we hopped in and there was an open mic happening yeah and you i did was it. like hey 
or no, it wasn't an open mic. It was like a book show. And I was just like, hey, I'm a comedian. <laughs> yep. I'm here for a coffee event. I know those things don't add up, but. <laughs> yeah, let me do a quick set. Yeah, yeah, and I did like 10 minutes at a pho restaurant where I was like, I feel very at home. Yep, yep. <laughs> no, they were cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was a good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Coffee Fest and then making music. Uh, what kind of music do you say you make? Oh, that's a great question. Um, let's see. I enjoy all types of music. I, if I find myself at a piano, I'm, I'm probably making things that are a little bit um, hmm, that lean more, I guess you could say, if I had to define it more Coldplay esque, if I'm on the piano. But if I'm producing music, I'm almost strictly making modern day rap type music, like rap beats or hip hop okay. type beats, um, which is somewhat of a far cry from from Coldplay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, if I'm producing stuff, I'm usually producing things for like current pop R and B artists or current rap artists who are you know doing things that sound like today's music. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've gone outside of that a little bit, but that's mainly mainly where I stay. But I mean, I if I'm making things for myself, I mean, it could go anywhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool, man. Um, how long have you been making music? Let's see. Started in 2012, so going on the eighth year now that I've been producing. Yeah. Okay. S- started off just really getting into the art of sampling because hip hop was born from this really cool in this really cool way where hip hop was literally just taking funk and disco and soul records from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and then making a little part of the song loop that sounded good. And then someone would rap over it. So I did that for the first maybe four years. I made music almost strictly sampled other people's music from the 60s or 70s and then threw, you know, hip hop drums on them. So that's kind of where I started. And then maybe in the past, last four years i've got more into this side of music where you're creating your own sounds and knowing what a synthesizer synthesizer does and is and learning all the ins and outs of sound design and creation on my own but sweet yeah 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 man Mm -hmm. that's great Mm -hmm. there's a oh man i it's been like 15 years since i've seen it or something there's a great documentary about that uh you probably know more than me Mm. i'm hoping you carry this okay (laughs) but uh there was a documentary about a guy who like his drums have been sampled on everything oh interesting yeah Hmm. about like it's like from the 50s or 40s or maybe like the amen the amen brothers break or something like that i don't know that's that's one of the most famous drum breaks of all time you hear it and like music from the past 20 years and from everything from like house to jungle music to hip-hop to like you know some song you heard in the matrix or something i mean like everything that could be it maybe i'm gonna believe that's it that might be it i don't have more information but that was like my first i watched that and that was my first introduction to like how how much is just sampled over time oh yeah and like i had no idea about any of that stuff you know? Yeah, it's and it still goes on today. I mean, it, yeah, because yeah. like in comedy, it's like you don't want to sample anyone's. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Like in comedy, you're know, like, like even like let's say you say a line, yeah, and it sounds like someone else's line. Someone yeah. might be like, "Hey, man, you know that's like a Mike Birbiglia line," and you're like, "Oh, is it? Like, <laughs> oh no!" <laughs> and then yeah. change that single line. That's like, you know. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. that much of like you got to be organic 
versus like then it's like music and then i'm also seeing that on tiktok where it's like it's like flattery if someone copies yeah huh yeah i guess hip-hop in a like i was saying it was born in a cool way and that it was born with a the reason it started is because it's not like there was just bands ready to just go, Hey, you want to switch genres and just play a beat that loops over and over and someone raps over it. Like there, yeah. there weren't bands that just did that. So it was out of a need there was a, or out of a scarcity, I guess you can say. Yeah. And so we, they needed something to, you know, rap over and there was a lack of something. And so like, Oh, let's just take someone else's little thing that they didn't think of. That could be a cool part and loop it. So, yeah, I guess that maybe that's in the way that it started. Maybe it's a different, and maybe that's why it's respected a little bit more than though, though there are, I mean, there are definitely people who, who look down on it, but most people in general, it's happened so creatively and you can sample things in such a creative way that it almost looks or sounds nothing like its original sound. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think that's like super interesting mm-hmm. that you can even do that because it's like, it's like uh like in Photoshop, Mm-hmm. It's like you Photoshop some image you find on Google mm. and then there's like that law where you like change it enough and then it's your image or whatever. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I'm going to get comments on what I just said. Someone's going to be like, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how it works. And, I, and frankly, in music, I'm pretty sure that's a fine line as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, uh, but like there's that where it's like your, t- like I take a picture of a bird and then I like make them into like half tank, half bird. And then, and then I make prints of it and then it's hanging in a gallery and everyone's like, this guy's a genius. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but it's like based on something that I like gave me the inspiration to move forward. Yeah. And, um, I yeah. think that is still genius. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think we should look down on that, but yeah, yeah. from, a, from a, yeah, from we a, shouldn't. no, yeah, I don't think so at all. But I guess from a, uh, um where did the where do the proceeds go where does it where does the money go yeah, i can, yeah, I can yeah. see why people would be where it's like it starts going down it, it can get a little diluted of like you know maybe yeah maybe you saw someone else make a tank bird and you're like i'll make a tank bird you uh, know like uh-huh. uh, like any of those stuff like you see like like uh famous people on instagram stealing exact ideas to a t from like smaller instagram pages that's like a big thing that happens all the time oh yeah where it's like you know they like some artist made a painting and they're like literally screenshot and posted it on theirs you know like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's like it's just such a, such a fine line but also it's like all creative at the same time mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just like where is it and that's i really do think that might change with comedy at some point where it's just maybe Maybe 50 years from now, people are like, oh, yeah, it's cool to copy other people's thing. And like you said, that's already is happening, like you're saying, on TikTok. I mean, everyone's oh, mouthing sure. each other's words, and they're, and, yeah. that's, and they're getting popular for it, right? Yeah. For, for pretending they're saying things that other people said. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's just a natural progression of, of, of our society in general. If you, mm-hmm. When things can be moved so quickly from one person's computer or one person's phone to another and things can be shared so easily so quickly yeah yeah, yeah just, i think yeah it's just all you know it's just like uh i was talking about this the other day about the argument of like when youtube started and then people are like you're not a real comedian if you're just doing youtube and then mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. youtube stars are now like feeling filling comedy clubs and it's like well <laughs> like yeah. kind of like <laughs> you know they didn't do it the same way but that's you know that's kind of the cool part and yeah uh, 
Same, yeah. just same like someone hating on Jay Dilla or something like that. They would say, oh, he just takes other people's music and flips it. But in the same yeah. way, it's like he, some of the ways he would make his stuff, he would maybe put four different songs together and none of those four different artists would have ever thought to collab with each other and make this strange hip hop beat that then Common rapped over or something like that. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Where it's just, just like, yeah, it's like my brain doesn't work that way, and all of a sudden, yeah. someone is doing it. Yeah, you know. Um. So, where do you see you like with me, like with your music? What is mm-hmm. like, we're even heading, or what you want to be doing more? Is just, hmm. what what part of music do you feel like you'll doing for them? Yeah. Well, lately I've been. It's really cool. Uh, it used to be where you needed to have, you know, you would go to the studio and the studio meant there was, uh, there's a few main studios in your town and you would go to this place where they have this huge board and all these knobs. But now um, everything is so uh, accessible now and, and the tools that just certain, you know, record labels would have or something, even just 15 years ago uh, yeah. are, are now at the fingertips of everybody. And so, doing things like mixing and mastering people's music, for example, which is something I've been getting into lately mm. is the new, it's just something you can do now. Whereas before that wasn't something that you could just, you know, hit up somebody on online or, or, or call on the phone or whatever and just say, Hey, can you, uh, I'm going to send you these, the stems of my, you know, I'm going to send you all these tracks yeah. all separated out. Can you mix and master my music? So though that's been a cool new thing for me lately is just, especially in quarantine, there's so many musicians that are looking to, create and, and get projects done and so i've been doing that people have just been sending me their their music and i've been able to to utilize these amazing software tools and and mm. and make them sound great and they love it that's so cool. i've yeah, been into a, that that's yeah. a skill i, I don't understand <laughs> is mixing and mastering which i like i doing the podcast i've learned a little bit of and uh from like doing live shows and then, like i've paid people to do like mix and master mm-hmm. my stand up before mm-hmm. and um yeah that's You're like what's going on like yeah you, i'm like what am i paying a, you for yeah it's a wizard that <laughs> i'm just like here I cast your spell on my comedy and i <laughs> yeah. please please make it sound good and uh but yeah. like now it's like i was while you were saying that i was thinking about how like when i started doing comedy how like people that were releasing albums it's like you can hear it in stand-up of like how rough it was five years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, versus like how easy it is to record. Like I know someone that's like recording with their, I think it's like a iPhone or something like that. And they're getting like, you know. Oh, yeah. Like they have like an iPhone and then also a recorder or something. They have like a two setup thing and it sounds great for their mm-hmm. live show. So I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, the, the level of, man, it's like, yeah mics on your phone are great now i mean you'll often hear even songs on the radio today are things that recorded from iphone like uh what was that billy eilish's brother who produces all of her music like that in in that in that song bad guy the little there's this little clicking sound that kind of imitates what would be hi-hats and they that was just them walking up to a a um like a crossing you know crossing street where you press a button and it lets you cross the street kind of thing no way. you know and they make noises and he just took his iphone held it up to the to the little sound and it makes this kind of clicking sound that they really liked like click, click 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 you know and then that that's the song that we're hearing in bad guy by billy eilish and that was just recorded off of an iphone that's nuts i didn't yeah, know so, that. yeah it's pretty cool um yeah i can imagine the, yeah 
Yeah. So the quality also, is. Yeah, I, I I also just like wonder how many songs, like um, I had an audio friend point this out years ago, where there was like a song on the radio, and there was like two artists on it, mm. and when it got to the second art, he hated it because like when he got to the second artist, you could just hear that it was like in a different studio. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there was like just a slight difference that like drove him nuts. And, yeah. uh, and I, it, from that day on, I've like wondered how many of these people are just like in their house and then they just like email it over. You know, like, oh, they're, tons, not, like, they're not meeting yeah. up at all. <laughs> like, most, most of them. I mean, I, I mean, that's one of the benefits of living in LA, right? Cause every single person who you hear music from lives in LA somehow. Um, yeah. or, the, and so that was the reason for it, I think is so that everybody can get into each other's studios, but now people are moving. LA is now, it's still going to be that the hub for all things entertainment in, in that way. Um, but it's becoming a little bit less of that for that reason that you can just email. I mean, you've been able to do that for a long time, but, um, you can set up a really good recording studio in your own house and just send people files. I mean, I'm, yeah. that's how a lot of people do music now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like growing up watching like MTV or VH1, they're just showing like artists, all of them in the studio together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, obviously a lot of it's like, I'm watching Dr. Dre and Eminem in the nineties <laughs> hang out and try to figure thing, you know, figuring out a song or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like they're showing that clips over and over, but um, yeah, I feel like yeah, I I don't even know because isn't it like you? This is your world, so I'll ask you. Uh, is it like uh, I just give uh Dr. Dre a lump sum of money and then he just comes on and then yeah, it's pretty yeah, and, that's, and then he just sends it over. I send him like. Mm-hmm. an idea of like the song and then he just adds on to it it's a pretty common method these days and it it, it obviously the, the higher and higher you go and when people have record deals or certain stipulations in their contracts that don't allow them to as freely send things out for just you know lump sums of money but but yeah there but that is a um even even people who are signed that is a very common way that people may i mean even people that you hear on the radio today. And I think there, I just watched this YouTube video the other day where this, this guy, he goes and he tries to find all the managers of these really famous people and mm-hmm. ask them how much a feature would cost if, for them to just feature on his track. And it's, I mean, it ranged anywhere from, you know, a few thousand to, you know, 20,000, 30,000 bucks or 50,000, whatever it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're just like, Hey, let me, and I, and I've been a part of that before myself. Uh, I was really maybe for, uh, Four or five years ago, I was producing for an artist here in Sacramento, and there was another artist who was bigger than him who he wanted to feature on a track. And so we got a hold of him and talked to his management team, and he paid him, I don't know how much he paid him, but some good amount of money. And then it was cool. I was mixing and mastering. Well, I produced the track myself too, and then mixing in his voice into my track. I'm like, wow, I would have never thought I would have had his voice on my track. That's Um, crazy. So yeah, I mean, it happens quite Yeah, because that's like, I feel like, uh that's like the way to get out there right is to use someone else's uh fame or you know following to kind of boost your song so that would be like a good marketing move to like let's say tomorrow i start my rap career yep and uh i got i got a couple tracks that i'm i'm like these are the ones yep and i really want Nicki minaj uh really bad on all of them all four of them 
I think she'd be great on. Mm-hmm. And so then I call her management team and I say, hey, Nikki and I go way back. No, what's that? She's never heard of me. Well, anyways, I need <laughs> her on these tracks. <laughs> and then I'm just going to be using her to get up there, right? Like that's like the whole idea of it. And it's like a like an understanding of that or? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think well, that guy, uh, the baby, have you heard of this? Have you heard of him? The rapper? I've heard of him. Yeah. He, uh, I was like, wow, this guy features on everything literally. And I looked up, I think he's, he was featured on more than 50 prominent tracks in 2019. I mean, even, <laughs> even just doing 50 features, if you were just you and your friends, like making music, it doesn't even matter on what level of yeah. just doing 50 features in a year is a lot of music. That lot. Um, that's like, yeah it's just a ton but um but then he now he's super famous i mean i think it worked in 2019 he did so many features and now he has now everybody knows his name and he's he was advertised everywhere in 2019 you couldn't go on youtube or on spotify he was everywhere and now everybody knows him and it wasn't because of his own just like you said it wasn't because he needed to have some amazing debut album where he killed it that's Mm. and that's how he was known he got all these features and then dropped his album and then, and then, you know, now everyone's like, Oh, I love that guy. He's a legend. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's, uh, yeah, it's a, we- it's a weird world that works that way of like, it seems like in so many sides of creativity of like, uh, I remember that like in 2015 or something like that. When I first, I think that was the first time I ever saw like Gary V kind of popping up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then he was like doing a video about how like he'll do anyone's podcast. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about where he's like, yeah, cause it's like 10 new friends every time, you know, I'm getting 10 followers every time I do it. So I'll do all of them. And I'm sure you probably feel slightly different about that now. Um, yeah. <laughs> cause I think you'd even have time to do all of the, po- especially how many podcasts are now, but, <laughs> but like, yeah. So it was just kind of like, that was like a, Oh, okay. Like he's just like, 10 people at a time getting the word out and it's like the baby kind of took that approach too of just like yeah like so many people are going to listen to each one of these songs yeah. and then by the end of it i'll be somewhere yep and uh yeah that's crazy yeah <laughs> i never even thought about that that's the way to go <laughs> um so you touched on the idea that you during the day you work at a software company mm-hmm. and uh it's in coffee and uh do you do you drink coffee that's a great question i don't drink uh for someone who i do drink coffee but i don't yeah. drink as much as you would think for someone who's been working especially coffee for as long as i have almost yeah. four and a half four and a half years now or whatever it is but uh I, yeah i enjoy it i just never wanted to be someone who was needing it once they woke up otherwise i got a headache i just see all of my friends and family like that and i just never want to be that you don't have to call me out like that Taylor. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just don't hey i think so many people are there so i think coffee can be an amazing mm-hmm. uh, thing to drink and and even a good drug of choice but uh <laughs> yeah i never wanted to be have that as a crutch so yeah <laughs> i've stayed off it in the mornings especially yeah during uh during like this quarantine time i've been like i cut down on coffee a bunch mm-hmm. because i was like i want to get to a point where like i drink one cup of coffee yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot. You know, like I wanted yeah. to get back to that. Yep. And uh, it was a struggle at first, but now I'm at that point of like, I, the other day I drank like 
like almost a, a pretty good sized cup of coffee and uh it just full of anxiety because it was just like <laughs> it was like so much <laughs> it was like, full of anxiety yeah no was, i feel you yeah it was like really i know the exact anxiety. feeling yeah <laughs> i was like oh this is a lot and yeah. like back at you know bef- before quarantine i, I would have drinking like four or five of those and been yeah. like pretty all right so yeah. i yeah yeah it's a you know it's a thing that i try to watch and maneuver um do you have a favorite kind of coffee you drink Hmm. Let's see. I do like, I like African coffees a lot. I like, yeah, yeah I, I really do like, um, Ethiopians, Kenyans, but I mean, I, I mean, shoot, I'll, I just, I just love it when you walk into a, a coffee shop and just mm-hmm. ask the person who's at the bar, just, Hey, what are you excited about? And so that's yeah. my, that's my favorite thing about coffee is just going in and saying, Hey, yeah. what are you, what are you into? And then have them, you know, Hey, well, there's just really one good one we have on drip or man, yeah. this has been killing it in this. I have this espresso, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I love that process. Do you drink, do you feel like you drink more drip or cold brew or espresso or, um, I do. Yeah, definitely more drip, but I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think my, my favorite thing to do is just also, uh, so the first thing I want to do, if I go into a place, I want to get whatever's on drip, just their, you know, plain, yeah. whatever their coffee is. And then after that, I love just to see how people do cappuccinos. That's like my favorite. Really? Yeah, I love it. Cause it I just, what about it? Uh, I don't know. Cause I feel like they can be so different from place yeah. to place. And sometimes, yeah. I, and I just feel like I love to see how, I don't know. It's just a, it's my second favorite thing to to see. Oh, that's like their style. That's their vibe. Or yeah, it's just and it's just a it's just a pleasant drink. It's just yeah, it, it's just lovely. It's just I do. I will say I love the rules of cappuccinos. Yeah, where sometimes people are like, "This is the only size we offer." Yeah, and <laughs> this is exactly how we make it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and yeah. Please, please don't even try to change it. Yeah, and uh, of course me, I'm like, yeah, I'll drink it that way for sure. Mm-hmm. No but I will have questions of like, what if someone does ask for? <laughs> what if yeah. someone does? What happens? And yeah. uh, but like, I love that, and it's a very you. I never even thought about that until you, we start talking about it now about how much cappuccinos are very like, just so oddly different. I went to one place and they did like some nice latte art on a cappuccino, mm-hmm. and it was very much. Like in my mind, what I think a latte is. Okay, gotcha. And I was like, "Camp!" Like I pointed at, like, "This is my camp." And they're like, "Yep, that's how we do cappuccinos here." And I was like, "I'm in." You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very different than what I thought, but very happy and, to get it. <laughs> different sizes that different. Like you can, if you go to Starbucks, not saying that's like, but but if you go to Starbucks, you can be like, "I want the tallest cup, and I want a huge cappuccino in there." Yeah, like, that's what I want. I just want a yep. whole, yeah, just the big old like, I want a bubbler bath. full I yeah want a i want a bath of cappuccino just I, that's what i want and they're like totally yeah that's good yeah. right <laughs> like absolutely i'm so glad you ordered that but like other places do the cappuccino it's just like this tiny cup and that's that's what a cappuccino is and that which makes sense and of course different places have different you know how they're making money off their coffees is going to change different business models and practices yeah. but yeah. yeah that that is always that's and fun. and that's that's a big difference too. You go, can I get a cappuccino? And then if they ask you what size, even just that, you're like, oh, I'm in a different type of place. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> okay, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I I definitely enjoy that. But yeah, coffee is fun, man. I think the the part about coffee that I I really like a lot is how it really does walk that, and just like music too, and um, it does it walks a beautiful line of. Uh, 
what's the scientific approach going to be and what's the artistic approach going to be. Yeah. And I think things that meet in that middle are just really fun to, to participate oh. in because it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're, I, you're so right. I love just the artistic side. And when people ask me about like, cause I, 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 I think forever I'll be going to coffee fest. Yeah. Uh, for sure. No matter what I do in my life. And uh, people ask me about like the coffee world and why I spend so much time in it. And it's like the same thing I like about going to like comedy things mm-hmm. where it's just like like-minded people. And so many of them are like artists or like they do amazing things bes- besides having like a great coffee shop. They'll like have other amazing talents and it's just like all these crazy collective people of just like like just uh, business owners and scientists and you know and then just like artists and like i don't know anything else in my life that's like that mixture of just like just so many different kinds of people yeah no absolutely yeah i and it's so funny to me as well how like we we are starting to discover what the what the like the chemical compounds that lead to aroma, which in aroma is the taste, and so we're starting to figure out oh if you if you do these certain things in the roast process to roast this coffee in a certain way, you're going to get this certain result. Yeah. And there is there are really you you can study them. There are reasons why certain things taste like other things, but it's still it's funny still though that there is a huge swath of America and frankly the world that aren't interested in that at all. And they're just like, I'm, I'm used to drinking coffee. That's really dark, dark roasted coffee, which yep. is for people who aren't in coffee. Uh, there's a kind of a new third wave of coffee that we've gone into. And third wave of coffee is interested in bringing out the, the, the delicate and the fine tune um, characteristics of, of specialty coffees that were picked really well and they are processed well. And so if you're just going to just like a good steak, if you got like brought, bought a really good steak, you know, a really expensive $50 steak or hundred something, whatever it is. And you just said, Hey, I want it well done. They'd look at you like you're an idiot because you're just like, <laughs> why would you do that to the steak? It's really good meat, you know? Yeah. So same thing with coffee, but there's still a lot of people who just want their coffee dark and they want it oily looking and they want it really, you know, yeah tasting like carbony, roasty, nutty, dark chocolatey. And that's what they want. Yeah. And it's, and so in some ways, no matter how much we want to progress, you know, in a certain way, it's still going to be, I don't want to say held back. It's just still going to be guided by people's interests at the end of the day. And I don't know. I, I think that whole conversation is really interesting too. Yeah. 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 And it's so like, uh, I, nothing else in my life is like that where I, uh, I want to deep dive on like the scientific side of things so much as, yeah. as coffee and um, you know, and, and yeah, it's just fascinating. And every, I feel like every time I go to coffee fest, I learn more and more and more and I just like realize how little I know about anything. <laughs> and, and that's how you know you're learning more. It's yeah. yeah. You, I'm you like, realize you need to learn more and you don't. Yeah. Learn. When I go and I go, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't know anything, you know? So Man. that's uh yeah, man, it's it's great. I, but uh, so something I've been wanting to ask you, yeah, is about uh, you're you're seeing the changes that are happening in the world right now, and me, I'm just on the consumer side, and so I'm just seeing like on Instagram, like shops opening, closing, changing rules, uh, going to pick up only, you know, like I'm seeing like all these movements happen. And um, I can only 
advise on marketing sides of stuff, but you're, you're seeing like the actual like sides of like how many businesses are actually slowing down, closing, you know, because you guys yeah. work so closely with thousands of roasters. Mm-hmm. So um, is it like a lot of shops are like actually closing for good or is it just kind of like everyone's kind of slowing down and we're, it seems, you know? yeah. So at least I can only speak to the people that I work with, of course, but in yeah. the especially market, it seems like there, there definitely have been a small percentage of people who seem to be closed for good, which is quite mm. sad. Yeah, that's sad. If I were to estimate, and this is purely my estimation, I would say maybe be, maybe that would be 10, maybe less than 10% of the people that I know, or for maybe like 5% of the, of the coffee roasters that I know who are having troubles had to, you know, shut down. Um, those are the people that are having trouble, maybe something about that. But, but I would say a lot, a good portion of people, even if they were able to maintain, uh, you know, their business had to lay off. I mean, everybody had to lay off people. Um, because in, in, in roasting you have, um, people that work, excuse me, if you're your own coffee roaster and you have a cafe um, that serves your coffee, well, you don't, you're not serving cafe in the same numbers and in the same way that you were before. Mm-hmm. And so just, I, I, I talked to people who are just like, Hey, we had to lay off 90% of our, you know, of the people that work for a company we had to lay off. Wow. And that's very, very common. So I've talked to plenty of wow. people who have told me that they've had to lay off tons of people. Um, but yeah, I would say that, um, the majority of coffee roasters, unless their business was already um, mainly focused online, um, where you know that's where their bulk of their uh, you know sales were coming from, the revenue was coming from was all online orders. Most coffee roasters, their their production was, I mean, almost halved. You know, um, yeah. I would say if I were to just make a guess, but most of them. Um, but the interesting thing is that coffee roasters are now getting their coffee out through uh through online and people didn't just stop drinking coffee that's the thing yeah um but they probably stopped drinking it as frequently because that that on their way into work they wouldn't stop it you know in the same places anymore um but people are still buying it online and so that side of coffee is now seems to be uh you know booming a little bit more yeah um, but but the sad part is all their all coffee roasters wholesales account wholesale accounts have been gone so that just means in coffee roasting you can either sell online you can sell in person or you can sell uh to wholesale clients which would be someone like uh, hotels or grocery stores or restaurants things like that and almost all of those have gone are have completely vanished yeah, which is where people make the bulk of their money yeah so, it's those large orders that kind of get them through yeah that are, that are expected the one, and because they're wholesale clients are the ones that you can expect because you have contracts with them or, or business relationships. And so, um, yeah, anyways, that those are the ones that have really devastated a lot of companies because wholesale has just gone out the window. But. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think of that side of things. And, uh, yeah. yeah, this has been on my mind a lot and I've been very like open to like my friends that own shops and stuff of like, yeah, you need, you need help setting up an online or you need advice on like making it better or like I'm you know I've been like trying to be helpful on that side because it's like I don't even know what else is going on you know yeah um I didn't even think about wholesale and yeah uh, that's crazy it's it is very like uh yeah online or in person and a lot of it's just like you can pick up a bag of beans and I I am seeing a lot of shops do like uh like larger bags available to kind of like consumer 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like offering kind of like the things that they probably did for wholesale, like five pound bags and stuff like that, like available now to everyone if they want to kind of like load up for the month or, you know, load up for the time being, uh, which is, I think that's been a, a great idea. And uh, I'm hoping they're seeing success with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there, um, is there anything like that you've noticed talking to all these people that was like, uh, like a, like an aha moment or like something that they're like, Oh, we started doing this and it was very helpful or, or like any advice you've kind of like picked up from being around these people. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I, again, yeah, I think it has been a lot to do with realizing that, uh, on selling things online can be really helpful just because it's an mm-hmm. in-person way to do it. And you have such a, a broader reach out to, yeah. to other people. Um, I think that's it. And also and I think this applies for everybody. I think it's just how fragile just everything is. And, yeah. and when we're, I, mean, I think everybody realized that in general, but life is fragile in general, but business is too. And so I think a lot of people have, have, have been faced with really tough decisions. Like, man, I love these employees. They've done, they've done nothing wrong, but I have to let you go. Otherwise there won't be any job if you want to get hired later on. Like it's, we're going to yeah. be, we'll go under and we won't, you know, so I think that's been a, not any aha moments. I don't think that there's, I've seen any of those really. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but um, yeah. Like, let's, let's, uh, it seems like everyone's like, let's slim line and let's like make it through. Let's push through this. Let's push through it. Yeah. Attitude, yeah. Which is, I, I'm seeing that in Phoenix and it, 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 it from a consumer side, again, it, it seems like a lot of it's working for shops here where it's like, they've really just slimmed down and they're like, you know, hoping to bring everyone back on at some point, but just not right now. So, yeah, exactly. And it, it's a bummer to see so many people who are so invested in the process of making coffee and so into the art of it uh, also mm-hmm. not have that the outlet as much. And really so many people's jobs are also people who love what they're doing. It's just an outlet for them. So that's the other bummer side of it too. Not just the, the yeah. money, but just the mental health or, you know, part of it. But, um, yeah. Which yeah. is why I've been blessed to be in music for, honestly, I couldn't be more thankful to have a way to, to do what I love at home by myself. There's a funny meme going around online where everyone was saying, hey, stay at home and not hang out with your friends so that like you can help everybody else. Music, it's like music producers, like, no problem. Like, we got that. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's what we do already. Um, yeah. But, but that's been, yeah. But yeah. I, I've luckily I've had that. But for those who haven't, like, yeah, it's been rough. Yeah, that's like, uh, you know, like comedy is like non-existent. So I just been, I'm like telling people either I say that I'm like a podcaster now, mm-hmm. or I just uh, I'm like I'm a retired comedian, you know? Yeah. And because uh, I'm like, yep, <laughs> just like my my whole my whole career was based around people gathering. <laughs> and that's like the worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> dude i was i wanted to ask you a question because i'm curious i love asking people this especially people who are creative and artists yeah um what and this is a really broad question and that's and i'm say it like this on purpose but what is it that drives you to be and want to be writing and to want to be engaged with the process of comedy what is it that drives you to to do that and what is it in you that makes you well suited for that you know what i mean like your your sensibilities like for me 
for me, it's like music. I, I'm an audio person in general. So it doesn't matter if I'm making music or not. I just hear the world. Mm. So um, tune, I'm just so tuned in. It's not like I even need to be. Uh, or I, I don't mean to be. It just is that way. So it's kind of like I'm already oriented towards that. But yeah, I was wondering what drives you to kind of want to be a comedian, to create in that medium. Yeah, yeah I, uh, uh, I like that question. That's fun. Um, but it, it's like... Uh, yeah, I you know with comedy at this point being like uh, this is my twelfth year, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I can't imagine doing anything else, you know. And it's like a lot of times I tell people it's just how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already kind of think of like setup punchline. I'm already mm-hmm. looking around in the world of like I, ever since I was a kid. I'm just like I had a staring problem, you know, where I'm just mm-hmm. like what is what's happening over there like so just like trying to like everything around me like what's going on what you know and now it's kind of adjusted to like that's weird that's weird you know kind of like recognizing different social cues that we do or any mm. every just always uh reevaluating how we live life as people and i think it's so weird uh how we decided to do everything and uh so it, a lot of it's just how my brain works um it's very therapeutic for me to go on stage and tell jokes and i love the writing side of it a lot i love writing comedy um it and i i feel like i've like that's like an ability i grew over time i think that's the part of it that i didn't always have mm-hmm. it was uh taking i think i always had the great the 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 idea in my brain but then i couldn't like get it out so like i would tell the joke to my friends and they would be like i don't get it and i'm like well it's it's just not fully fleshed out you know like it's just like Mm -hmm. a half idea i haven't really i was hoping you'd jump on board (laughs) but um yeah it's like i feel like that's like the part that i had to grow but like i just felt like i'm this is what i should be doing and i the reason i don't just like do novel writing or just write ad copy or anything like that that involves writing is because of the other side of it that's so great where i sit at home and i spend hours writing and then i go onto a stage and i tell you three minutes of that five hours of writing Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and uh and then like that instant like they're on board they get the joke they are on and it's like this weird connection that you create with people um Mm. And it's just like instant laughter instead of like where you write a script and then you have like a studio tell you it's bad and then you rewrite Mm. that script and then they tell you it's okay. And then they show it in movie and then someone does a review and they go, I wish they did it this way. And you're like, that's how I originally wrote it. And, uh, you know, like, it's just like a, like you never get that instant laughter, that instant. Yes. And, Mm. uh, and I also kind of standups, like I'm very much an introvert. And so it's like, uh, I get to do it by myself. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need a team to do comedy. Isn't it funny though? I, and, uh, and this is another question because, and I, and I can relate to it from a music standpoint, but I'm, I want to hear, I'm so curious. When you're, <laughs> when you're writing something down, let's say you come up with something you really like and no one else on planet earth has seen what you've written down or, right. or seen what you've come up with. Like, does that, does that right there feel fulfilling to you? Does that feel gratifying yeah. or like, does that make you happy or does it, is it like you need to take that to the stage in order for that to feel good? No, or- no, you're right. Like it's like sometimes 
like there's uh there's a Jackie Chan joke that I was working on for literally probably seven months. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like a point of view that no one's ever, that I haven't seen anyone do mm-hmm. on Jackie Chan. And just, it's very much about how he's like a good guy and all the great things he's done for people and uh, how crazy that is that he's like secretly a great guy. doesn't like go out <laughs> to show it. Yeah, and then we just know him from like jumping build a building, like yeah, crawling through window sills, and he's like, yeah, but I also bought the sound guy a car, you know. So yeah. it was like this, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like just me writing it out alone was like, I love this, you know, like, yeah, this is great. And then, uh, and then I, uh, I took it to the stage, and they were like, eh. <laughs> you know, like, isn't that funny? I mean, you re- and that's and that's where the phrase "you have to be your own biggest fan" like hits the. Ro- that's where the rubber hits the road, right there. Like that's what that means. Is yeah. like you have to be stoked about the fact that you are e- engaging in the process of creation, which I feel like is just no matter if you're an artistic person or not. I think it's integral to to be able to do. I think we're all oriented like this to some extent. Yeah, that you have to be able to do something, aim upwards in some way in life. Like aim. Uh, like I'm going to go up some hill because that's, that's the destination should never be downhill because it's yeah. not, it's always uphill. And then to be able to look back and say, Oh, that's what I did. Like to yep. do something and then to have the thing that you did have some sort of permanence or it left you with something that you can bring into the future. Like that, like that's where things of meaning are found. Like that, I think that's what when you say, what is the meaning of life? I think it just means to do things that, are longer lasting than not or (laughs) to do things that have some permanence that 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 come with you and Mm -hmm. so like in but that was already achieved the moment that you wrote the jackie chan stuff right like that was yeah i think that's so cool because like the laughs on the stage like those are going to come and go and those are going to be the the icing on the cake so to speak but you already had the cake built and that's what you loved about it like that was the baking process not like just putting the cool fancy stuff on the top right a hundred percent yeah yeah i think i'm like i'm i think what i love the most is like 90 percent like behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. i think 10 percent is that i uh i i think it's like uh uh the way i make the money off of doing it is i have to go perform it and do it yep. and stuff like that yep. but i i feel like even if i just wrote jokes all day and didn't show it to anyone i'd probably still do it you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> like i probably would but like the the great part is like being like in austin texas doing an hour being like i can't believe i just got paid to do that that was so much fun right exactly yeah. like i can't believe i got paid to do something that already makes me go wow i'm really happy about my yeah. existence right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. my, that's so my cool. dumb views on octopuses yeah like <laughs> i was stoked to write those down in the first place like i can't believe yeah. you want to hear about it yeah. yeah man i i feel the exact same way when it comes to music all right it's i really find myself beside myself when i when i make something i'll stand up out of my my computer chair and i'm listening to it back on my speaker monitors i'm just so hyped i'm just dancing yeah. around the room i'm just so excited and not and, and it hit that happened to me maybe like a month ago and it hit me that no one else was hearing what i was hearing and <laughs> that was so funny to me because i was like wow isn't isn't the point of being a producer to make music to yeah. to have other people hear it and yes it is but for some reason, the part that keep that fulfills you is the part of like seeing yourself. I think that's so important. Being able to see yourself as the type of person who would do something like write jokes or yeah. seeing yourself as the type of person like, Oh, I'm that type of person who could make something like this. Like something about that is just unbelievably gratifying. 
and yeah, like, important. Yeah. Man, I'm hyped. I I'm hyped too. I love I love thinking about it. It's like it's <laughs> like whether and this is something else I was thinking about. If I could just keep sharing my thoughts with you, Zach. Yeah. Um, whether or not you believe the the um, oh I'm getting biblical here. Whether or not you believe the Bible Bible is just some is is a cool historical document or yeah, it's, yeah. it's the Word of God. Whatever you believe about it, there's something that it's resonated with people for a long time for whatever reason. And in the it says when God was making the earth, He was like, hey, He did it, and then He saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. And, the, and and there's something about that that I feel like resonates with creators in general. It's like, hey, we were created in God's image, and we are co-creators that's like that's what the bible says right that we were created in, in his image right but yeah. that's what he did he was just like hey up there like what zipping and zapping stuff together and he's like <laughs> he's like that's good like after it literally says after he did it that it was good and that's 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 what that's literally what you're doing on your jackie chan joke you're like you wrote it and then you're like that's good you know what i mean <laughs> i feel like that's just there's something about that that's so dope and i, like that. I, li- yeah. I really like that that's yeah cool. It's a but it, being like, oh yeah. People, but it's like that's where the fun is had, I think. And people <laughs> like, especially who look at creators, may think that it's maybe half and half. Like they would have guessed your answer may have been like, oh, fifty percent on stage or fifty percent in the creation right, process. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's and just yeah. I think that's fun to hear, especially. Yeah. And I wanted to hear your thoughts because I haven't asked anybody else that since I thought that's that. great. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for bringing yeah. that on. I, uh, uh, I'm dude. I'm sad that we have to come to a close. This has been, this has been great. I could, I, as always. I mean, we've, yes. we've been friends for years. I feel like I could talk for so long to you. Absolutely. Um, but uh, thank you so much, Taylor, for being on the show, dude. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. And uh, where where can people find you and your music online? Yeah, um, you can find it uh, at Mr. Wonka, M-I-S-T-E-R, spelled out Wonka, like okay. the guy from the movie, Mr. Wonka Music. Um, just follow me on Instagram. I have a bunch of links on there where you can, if you want any help mix, mixing and mastering your music, I have a little Beat Stars link on there. You can hit me up on there. There you go. Help you with your music or make a song for you or anything. That's awesome. So, yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. I appreciate thank you. you. Appreciate I've- you too, man. Thank you. Thank you. I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman Podcast and outro music. <laughs>